0: Hey, what up, Long Beach? We're talking basketball on this episode of the only podcast that updates you on everything happening with our local schools, their sports teams, and our community at large. As always, we're the 562.org. I'm JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Garabasio,
1: and what up, Long Beach is part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post, where you can go find tons of great sports and education stories, including the great news that the LBUSD will begin rolling out the vaccine among its employees in the final week of January. And I'm
2: Tyler Hendrickson. On the show this week, we're bringing on some royalty. Justina King coming on to talk about Long Beach State women's basketball. A uh, great start for them and for Justina, who's the Big West Player of the Week this week. Uh, a great interview with Justina coming up later, so definitely stick around for that.
0: We're time stamping it. We do it every week. It is Wednesday, 2.30. And right now, Long Beach State women's basketball is 6-0, and in the Big West Conference, and allegedly they're going to play UC Irvine this weekend for two games. They just took care of Cal State Fullerton at the Walter Pyramid to stay undefeated. It's their best start since 2005-2006, Mike. That's back when, uh, when I was covering women's basketball for one union newspaper when Crystal McCutcheon was out there doing her thing for Mary Haggerty's team.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, and then two years later, you pass the baton to me. I've been covering the women's basketball team for 13 years with no 6-0 and starts, JJ. So you leave me with the table scraps as usual. But this year, obviously, uh, a special team. And I, I have to say, we obviously wish that sports were going on across all levels. I wish my 7-year-old son was playing baseball. I wish that the high school kids were able to play football and everything else. But if there's one silver lining in the way that everything we do is kind of focused around these two teams that are competing – Um, it's that this women's basketball team is a great story, you know, um, and Justina King, I think, uh, as people will see when we get into the interview, um, she's the kind of kid that's on that team, really bright, really funny. Um, and a really selfless kid that uh, it's, it's difficult not to root for teams when they're filled with kids like that.
0: She's putting together quite a career. She was the Big West Conference freshman of the year two years ago. She was on the all-defense team last year. She's racking up the minutes, racking up the awards. She is the player of the week this week, so a great interview with her. And Tyler, we got to plug the feature that you're putting up on the website this week for another women's basketball player people should be paying attention to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Naomi Hunt, who uh, missed all of last year and and was out for 21 months after an ACL injury, Uh, she's back with the beach. One of the most prolific three-point shooters in program history, has a chance to set the career record before her time is done. And after missing that time, she's obviously just grateful to be back on the court with her teammates, and it's really showing. But yeah, I mean, that's another key piece of that puzzle someone that can play inside at six foot two but also knock them down from the perimeter so it's nice when there's only two teams that you can cover and they, they've they got some juice and so uh we're we're thankful for that and uh it's been fun to watch them so um we're excited to see where this team can go in the, in the weeks and months ahead because they're chasing the championship. they made it very clear.
0: The Long Beach men's team split their conference series with Bakersfield and Cal State Fullerton. So they dropped the second game in each of those weekends. They're playing these back-to-back schedules to try to limit travel, limit uh, COVID-19 uh, spreading throughout the conference. And Long Beach State showing their lack of depth by losing the second game of both of those series. They were close. But they definitely look like a different team having to play two in 48 hours. We've actually got a pair of features up right now at the website that you could check out to learn more about that team and some of their players, like Isaiah Washington, Jelly Fam, who was actually famous nationally before he transferred to Long Beach State for this season. And of course, the local guy, Jadon Jones, a story about how he became a local guy and stayed one long enough to get to Long Beach State and uh, provide a spark for this team right now. Well, and you you got you mentioned to JJ that
2: the team is definitely shorthanded. They've been without you know a, kind of a revolving door of starters throughout the season, but um, but really impressed with with their you know attitude and their effort especially on those first games that they've been able to pull out the wins the Bakersfield game I mean they they were without Chance Hunter and Romel Mansell and hadn't been able to practice for a couple weeks and were able to come out and and pick up a narrow win in overtime so I mean credit to those guys they're battling it's an imperfect season but um, you know they're they're making plays and putting together some performances so it'll be interesting to see if they can get to full strength by the end of the year if they can find a way to make a push once all the pieces are there
1: I want to just sort of express an opinion about that team, having gotten to see him play a couple of times. Um, You know, when we first started covering sports in Long Beach state in Long Beach professionally, there were these really great Dan Munson teams with Casper Ware and um, you know, local guys as well on those teams. We've heard from a ton of our readers who've completely fallen off with that team. Who've just said, I don't like watching them play. I want them to change the coach. I don't feel like the team is invested and I would just say, uh, you know, all of us on this uh, podcast have at times shared those concerns and opinions and frustrations with, uh, with that team. But I would say uh, I really like this team a lot. I think they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think that their guard play is as good as it's been since Caffey and Casper, uh, and you know, have departed the program. And so if you haven't tapped in yet um, and you're going, ah, you know, five six, two, I'm waiting for the high school stuff to come back. Uh, the men's and women's teams at Long Beach State right now, I think they're they're both fun to watch. I think that there's good stories with both of them. Um, so tap in with the highlights if you haven't yet, uh, and the articles in the photo galleries, because uh, I do think it just so happens that at a, a year where it looks like they're going to be the only show in town for a little while longer, they are both worthy of being you know a show that everyone's kind of paying attention to.
0: Video highlights from both of those teams available right now at the562.org.
2: What up, Long Beach? As well as everything we do at the562.org is brought to you in part by Naples Rib Company, sponsor of everything that we do. And, and we're so appreciative to Naples Ribco. They got the best barbecue in town and are currently doing takeout orders. So be sure to visit ribcompany.com or call in to get your order in. Head down to Naples Island on 2nd Street, grab some delicious barbecue, take it home, enjoy it, and continue to support the people that support Long Beach sports coverage.
0: We now bring on our special guest for the week, Long Beach State Junior Guard, the most recent Big West Conference player of the week in Canada's own, Justina King. Justina, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? You doing okay?
3: Yeah, everything's going well right now. I mean, we're 6-0 and in conference, so that's obviously a great thing and couldn't be happier, honestly.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it must, be, <laughs> it must be a lot of fun playing basketball right now. Everything else is a little bit crazy, but it must be nice to have the sanctuary of the, uh, of the quiet and relatively empty Walter Pyramid playing every weekend.
3: Yeah, honestly, like, we're so lucky um, to be playing right now. I know people back home, like, in Canada, all sports got shut down. So everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, I wish you could be playing. Even, like, other teams from Long Beach, like, contact us, like, wishing us luck and stuff. And they're like, wow, you're so lucky. So I'm honestly so grateful for the fact that we still get to play and, and do what we love.
1: I, I'm I'm I definitely want to kind of, like, press into that issue a little bit because it's obviously aside from the fact that you guys are great, which we're going to get to um, COVID is obviously sort of the big story of the year. Um, I'm curious about your thought process. You know, I, I know that um, everyone had the option to either opt in or opt out. Did you think about opting out? I mean, what what was sort of the process like for you deciding that you, that you even wanted to go through everything you guys have to go through to be able to play?
3: Um, it was definitely a thought for me, especially for me personally, being an international student, I knew that this means I have to sacrifice my time away from my family. So unfortunately this year, you know, I missed Christmas, I missed Thanksgiving, and like those are huge for me. And this is the first time I've ever missed those holidays. So I definitely um, thought about it, but we, I just felt like this year, and we talked about it all summer through Zoom calls, like we just feel so great about this year, and we're so committed that I just knew I had to play and I mean, it's it's showing, you know, out on the court. Uh, so, yeah,
1: 100%. What, did Were those conversations between you and the other players, like did you guys talk about that together away from the coaches or was it sort of a like, you know, team meeting with the coaches and everything?
3: Um, it was a little bit of both. So obviously Coach Jeff had brought it up to us saying that it's an option and there's absolutely no judgments if we did decide to do that because, you know, it's obviously a big sacrifice. And then, of course, you know, you talk amongst players like, man, is this really what I want to do? I'm away from family and stuff, but – Talking with the players really helped me because I just knew I'd be with them and they really comforted me into doing it. Like my roommates, my teammates. So I was like, I would be with her. And she was like, you know, we'll do Christmas. We'll decorate it here. Like we'll make it a home. So um, that definitely really helped me in my decision, honestly.
2: One thing we noticed from the first game that we saw you guys play was it it just seemed like the chemistry was so much stronger this year than it had been in previous seasons. I know part of that is getting everybody healthy. You know, you got Naomi back, you got Makai Uh, out on the court and you got you three can actually play together now as kind of the leaders the veterans on the team describe the chemistry of this team because from from the outside looking in it looks really strong but from from your perspective being in it I mean how would you describe the chemistry of you guys right now
3: yeah honestly I would say it's the strongest it's ever been since I've been here so my three years this is like the most well-rounded and supportive team that we have I mean at the end of the day I feel like with COVID happening we were just so excited to get started that like it didn't even matter if we were doing the best or our teammate was doing the best. We just want to be out there and all enjoying it at once. And I mean, it shows on the court, like we could have any leading score any night. It could be Makai, Naomi, me, uh, KJ could have a double-double. Like it's literally anybody's night and we're just so happy for each other and just to be out there doing what we love again, because it was taken away from us for a little while then. You know, we had to face the obstacles of being outside. And so it was just, we were so excited to be out there together that I feel like our team chemistry grew because of it.
0: You must have really missed your teammates this summer. Did you spend the summer in Toronto?
3: Yeah, I was actually back home, so... I would always FaceTime them and talk with them and stuff. But um, I definitely did because I was stuck in Canada. I'm sorry, that sound is so loud.
2: <laughs> it's not for you, right? That's yeah, not for you, yeah, you know, good?
3: I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, I didn't necessarily have the option to come home. Um, I mean, to come back to California. Oh my gosh, I've been here for so long. Definitely but... <laughs> really tough being away. This was actually my first year where I was going to be here for the summer because normally I'm with Team Canada the past two summers. So this was the first time I was going to be back and like hang out with them and do the summer workout. So I was so excited. And then COVID obviously happened. So it was really devastating. But um, it, it was also a blessing in disguise as well because that's family time that I wouldn't normally have. So I was super grateful in that sense. Obviously, of course, I met my teammates and stuff, but I was so happy to be home as well.
0: At that point, are you watching two different styles of news on two very different countries? Are you like, are you checking in on what's going on in America while also like making sure you're cool at home?
3: Of course. I mean, I think it's hard to miss it. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally, it, it was just crazy to see it. So, um, but yeah, I, I was always talking with my teammates, like, "Hey, make sure you know you're staying safe." It was really crazy times, but yeah, two very different news. Um, and obviously even with COVID like we're handling it much different than America's handling it. So.
1: You definitely picked like, I don't know that everyone would have chosen to come back to America from Canada at the moment you did. So we, as people, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're kind of in the same boat as you guys were. I mean, we're sports writers who I covered your guys's uh, big West tournament game in March with no one in the pyramid. Um, And then that was the last game we covered before your guys first home game. You know, we cover high schools, colleges, pro stuff, there's nothing in town happening for, for nine months. So we're grateful you came back, even if I cannot commit to having made the same decision as you personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- walk us through. I know I was texting a lot with, uh, with coach Kamen about how uh, kind of janky the setup was when you guys first started, you know, working out and he was telling me, he's like, Mike, we're shooting free throws today on wheel out basketball courts on the tennis court <laughs> And there's a strong wind comes and is blowing the balls everywhere. I mean, like how meat and potatoes was it when you guys first started back up?
3: Well, um, first of all, we it kept delaying, right? So they were like, okay, this week is the week. And then, no, it wasn't. Okay, this week is the week. And then we finally heard we're playing. But it was outside on <laughs> tennis courts, the concrete, like, tennis courts. We have the rollout spalding nets. We have a chalkboard three-point line in paint
1: right you you were playing on the court that my seven-year-old you're saying you're playing on the court that my seven-year-old son plays on in our driveway yes
3: (laughs) pretty much at that point and we weren't even allowed to pass the ball with each other unless you lived with the person so like i could pass it with my roommate kiana because we lived together but nobody else can can pass it so the coaches had gloves on they had one glove with an initial for kj one glove with an initial for another player we couldn't they couldn't share the hands like It was insane. And then we also had the morning slot. So this is when it's kind of like a bit misty, a bit rainy, the sun hasn't even come up yet. So there was days it was so slippery. There was literally a guy who came in the morning, like it was basically at the lawnmower, but it was blowing air to try to dry off the cord, I guess you could say, um, before practice and stuff. And then like you said, the wind, like three pointers were a disaster for me. Like I was shooting it and then it literally went forward and then completely shifted to the side. So it was so crazy. But honestly, I felt like that built our character so much. Like, and we talk about it all the time. Like coach up is like, "Come on, like we played outside, you could definitely do it in here." You know, he'll refer back to that because it is true in a sense. Like, not all teams had to face the obstacles we faced, and I think again, it kind of led to where we are now. And just how excited we are to be inside and grateful for that stuff. So um, as crazy as it was, again, it was kind of one of those blessing in <laughs> disguise once again.
1: Um, you obviously come from a country where everyone's taking the virus pretty seriously. You are in Long Beach, which is right up against Orange County and Huntington Beach, where people are not taking it seriously. <laughs> um, what, what What were your thoughts? I mean, was there a moment? When, you know, you guys are doing the different hand thing with the ball where you're practicing outside where it's slippery instead of in a big arena inside where it would have been safe, like, was there a moment where you felt like the um, precautions were too much and you were like, okay, could we ease off on this? Or have you generally been, I guess, kind of satisfied or happy with, you know, the way that the ramp up has been?
3: Of course, at some points, I definitely thought they were too much only because like, dang, I don't want to have to follow my rebound all the time. Like, I wish someone else could have (laughs) me, too. (laughs) So there were those moments where I'm like, dang. But then, of course, like, those are all there for our safety. So it's like, it's kind of give and take. Like, I understand. But at the same time, like, I kind of wish I didn't. But, you know. So um, I would definitely say there were some moments when I felt like there were a bit much, especially because we got COVID tested so many times and so often that it sometimes it would be like, oh well, we're all, you know, negative, so it's okay. But again, I completely understand it at the same time. And hence we've been so fortunate to um, like not have yeah. any real tests that came out positive.
1: So uh, it how obviously many, worked. Yeah. How many times have you taken the test at this point and how much of a pro are you with doing it?
3: Oh my gosh, at this point, I don't even know. We take the test three times a week since we've been back. So at this point, I, I honestly can't even do the mental math right now, but it's it's been a lot. <laughs> like- <laughs> a lot it's to the point where the the testing people like we do it ourselves now and they're like oh you girls are so good at this i'm like yeah (laughs) this is what we do just get the swab get the swab here you go all done um but yeah so at this point we're all pros because we've done it more than enough times
2: well and you guys are kind of being treated like pros in being asked to play back-to-back days that's something you usually only see in the nba uh, so I wanted to ask you about that, especially early in the year. You guys were a little shorthanded. You know, you only kind of were running eight, um, including a, a few freshmen get, getting in the mix. So what was that like physically to play back to back days? I mean, did you just have that adrenaline of like, finally, we get to do something? Or is, is was it kind of taking a toll of of having to show up, you know, right on a back to back and having to play some decent minutes?
3: Yeah. So um, when we first heard about it, we're like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Like, and we're just excited to play. So when I got out there first game, I'm like, yeah, I'm going for it and everything. Like, great. The next day, I was exhausted. I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this every weekend? Luckily, that was the um, day, I guess, we played Riverside. I think the pyramid was leaking. So we actually got like a day gap luckily because i was feeling it that day but then um after that weekend like every other weekend was kind of pretty much good after that i feel like it's kind of one of those ones where you know you first start a game and you, you get super tired at first but once you catch that second win like you're all good i feel like that riverside series was kind of like my my second win after it was done but um it was a bit nerve wracking at first, but then also exciting just for the, a new you know, setup of the schedule. But now I, I think I, I got figured out how to handle it now.
0: <laughs> well, you must have been feeling it on Sunday after playing the full 40 on Saturday against Fullerton.
3: Yeah, um, I was I was feeling it. But honestly, that game was so intense that my adrenaline just took me. And I, I just like there's sometimes when I just zone out and that, that was one of those games. Um, Especially more so in the second half. Like the first half, I was kind of like, you know, with it. But the second half, I don't know. I was just in a completely different mindset in a completely different zone. That I felt like so fresh. Like I, I you know, if you saw the game, I was like full court pressing, and I I felt good. And my, my teammates were also like encouraging me so much. So that helps too. Like you could hear them on the bench, especially with no crowd. Like you really hear their voices. So that's so encouraging and so motivating, honestly. And then you know your teammates are there pushing you too, and like. I'm in a tie up. They're all coming and pick me up. So that helps a ton, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, usually when we do these interviews, we do a little pre-work on the stats. And I always find something interesting. And the interesting thing today is you've played a lot in your short time at Long Beach State. I can't find a game that you've dressed out for that you didn't start. First of all, that's an, uh, that's an elite group of people who can say that (laughs) who came in as a freshman started every game and as a freshman and then never went to the bench Um, but but was that is that like a mindset thing for you where you're like if I'm playing in the game I want to be on the floor just just leave me out there have you talked to coach Cameron about that
3: um we talk about it but honestly it's just whatever's necessary so there was one game I think against Riverside I played 25 minutes which is still like quite a bit of minutes but it's kind of like if I'm really needed in in the game then you can use me you know and i feel like i've also been trained to where i don't necessarily need those subs because of like you said i've been kind of doing this for a long time and playing all those minutes it's a long time that i kind of know how to conserve my body and use my energy and you know so i don't think it's anything like oh I, I you need me out there coach don't take me out because honestly we have so many players that can do great things so i would just say it's more that obviously I'm kind of like the leader on the team and I kind of take control of the team. So, I mean, if I'm feeling good, then why, you know, sub me if I don't need to, unless of course we're, we're blowing the team up then of course, like, let's get other people going and stuff. But, um,
1: It it would be nice to, it would be nice to beat everyone by 30 points obviously. And you could uh, take most of the second half off. That was a fun game as a sports writer to cover as well. I think Tyler and I were done with the work by the time the game ended. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you guys, you mentioned it, you guys are six and zero. it's the best start in conference for the women's basketball program at Long Beach state in 16 years. Uh, if you guys do win a conference, a regular season conference championship outright, it would be the first time since the 88 89 season uh, that they've won without tying. Um, what do you, here's my question to you because I've seen, I, I've watched all your guys' games. I think you're a great team, but, I was talking to Tyler's so I don't really know that I could say what their identity is. You guys are pretty good at everything. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't think, I don't think like there's something that if you guys play the number two team in the country, I don't think there's a thing you do that you do, you know what I mean? Like exactly. at the top level, but there's also really not any weaknesses. So what would you say the identity of the team is? What do you, what would you say you guys kind of hang your hat on?
3: I would say we're so versatile. Like you mentioned, I mean, we have so many different threats. I mean, if you want to, you know, load in on the paint, well, we're going to shoot threes. You know, we have Naomi knocking down threes, KJ knocking down threes, Kiana, so many people that can knock it down. If you want to fan out and guard the crew and then we'll drive. We'll post up. I mean, it's just really tough to scout. us. It's not just one or two threats. Like, we have multiple people that can show up any night. So um, versatility is definitely, like, one of our biggest identities, I would say. And it goes literally from first person to last person. Like, we can do pretty much all positions. I mean, there's sometimes we have Pat doing the – Uh, the post-up, like the five position in the plays and stuff, you know, or me guarding the middle of the zone. Like, so it really doesn't matter because we're so versatile. So I would definitely say that's probably our identity.
1: Is that what gives you guys kind of confidence going forward that you're like, whatever we end up seeing, if teams are canceling it or if we're playing a different team than we expect, we can adjust to whatever is in front of us.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can only stop so much. You can't stop everything and we know what our strengths are on our team. So if you want to take away one thing, well, here's another counter for that because we can do that because of our versatility. You want to try to stop that? Well, we have something else as well, you know. So it's really hard to scout us. I I would say personally, um, just because again we have so many different threats and so many people that can do different things as well.
2: Well, Mike Mike brought it up. You guys are you guys are six and zero, and and obviously in the in the title hunt in the Big West. Uh, you know, how much do you guys talk about that? I know this season specifically, it's kind of been. We're hopeful that we can play this weekend and the schedule is constantly changing. But now that you've gotten a decent way through the conference schedule and you haven't lost yet, um, is this something that you guys are talking about? Is it, is it part of the focus or is it just still a kind of a day by day, game by game thing?
3: Oh, no, I w- it's definitely a part of our focus. I mean, we spent since we couldn't practice during um, the summertime and stuff, we spent a lot of time on Zoom calls, just talking about what we want to accomplish. And that's a Big West title. 100%. So that's where all of our minds are. And we're literally all on the same page and committed to the same goal. And I feel like you can definitely see that in, on the court. But yeah, it's definitely we're all we all have a goal. And it's the Big West title.
0: Based on what you're saying today, it sounds like you're not surprised by this success. And actually, you kind of said it last time we had you on the LBV show last year, you were like, just give us a little bit, just give us a little bit, you'll see it come around. So you're not surprised by this?
3: No not at all honestly I mean if you guys could see our practices like we work hard every single day we're so locked in even just like when coach try to ask us questions like our answers are so much more sharp and stuff so you could just see we have a different level of focus this year and I think we all realize how special this team is and what we can do so we're all like more bought into it and we're all bought into the goal and we're all committed to it so I just feel like we have a different level of intensity and practices and games and everything because we truly believe like this team is special and this team can do something. And we're showing that.
1: Well, I've been covering the women's basketball team there for 13 years. And I would say, I, I feel like you guys are special. We're certainly excited to see what you do the rest of the way. Um, Thanks for being a good sport talking basketball. Now I do have some, some inside Intel here from your coach. Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> we, we've, we've known Jeff Cameron for a long time, so I texted him, and I said, hey, we're having Justine on the podcast. Do you have any funny questions that I should ask her? So here, okay, Intel One, he says, you're a Disney super fan. Is that true?
3: I knew this was going to, something was going <laughs> to come up with Disney. Disney <laughs> said inside questions. I was like, hey, Disney's going to pop up. <laughs> I am, like, the biggest Disney fan ever. I have so many Disney sweaters. Honestly, I was going to wear a Disney sweater, but then I'm like, you know what? Just in case, you know, we're recording, maybe I should wear weed stuff, I guess. <laughs> (laughs) Um, Literally, like I have a Disney playlist on my Apple music, like I sing all the songs. And I also have a little sister, she's seven. So with her, I'm like constantly singing the songs with her and like, I kind of went through my Disney days and then like get to relive them again. So it's just I love Disney. Yes, I do. I love going to Disneyland. I went to Disney World once when I was younger with my grandparents, like Disney is definitely a
1: part of me and if they've and they've if they've taken Disneyland away from us with these closures now. I, you know yeah. like you i was that part of the recruiting pitch, Do you come to Southern California as you're like, hey, Long Beach State's only like twenty five minutes away from Disneyland?
3: they actually did mention that I don't know if they <laughs> knew about how much I love Disney then, but they definitely threw that in there, like just talking about all the stuff that's around I'm like, oh yeah, Disneyland, so that definitely caught my eye for sure <laughs>
1: that's great I, I and so I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old so we are and also JJ and I we all grew up on Disney stuff as well and I live I don't know 20 I'm also 25 minutes away so Jeff wanted me to ask you to sing something which I'm not going to do oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I'm not going to do, okay, <laughs> because, we, because we like you and we want to maintain a good relationship working-wise. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the go-to character? But, but I will ask you, yeah. yes, what is, what is your favorite song to sing when you are not on a podcast?
3: <laughs> um, it would definitely be Hakuna Matata because there's kind of like some dialogue that also goes in between the song. I can literally sing the song and the dialogue with each character, like I can do all the parts. So Hakuna Matata would definitely probably be my go-to.
0: Good choice. Good choice. I always also ask Disney fans, who's the most evil villain in Disney, uh, Disney lore? Oh, it's a tough man. one and it reveals a lot about your character as to who that, you say. that
3: That's a really, really tough one. Um, honestly, I
0: think... It looks like Mike's thinking really hard on this one too. I am, I am, I'm
1: that's pondering good. this.
0: I'm pondering this. I have Are mine. Oh, I have mine. I have mine without question and I'll Are get you it out of the way. Picture- cause you-
1: are you including Pixar in the Disney universe, JJ, or is this purely Disney animated? <laughs>
0: purely Disney animated. Because
1: toy Story has some evil villains yes. too. Okay, That's so true. Purely Disney animated. Okay,
0: so Disney no Pixar. animated. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Disney animated. I'll get mine another way. You already mentioned it. It's Scar, guys. I
3: was gonna say Scar. Scar. It's Scar. He, c- too. he was- killed.
0: He killed his own brother and tried to kill his nephew. It doesn't get That's- much more evil than that.
3: It was between the Scar and the the Toy Story. Okay. It was, yeah, but scar yeah. No, this
2: is this is a Scarbro thing. This is that's absolutely
3: <laughs> what this. is. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's hilarious! What is it? Cut time. <laughs>
1: what, cut. Uh, you, what's you. your? What is your? What's your favorite thing to do at Disneyland? When when you and the team go to Disneyland, when you go with friends, what's your favorite thing to do?
3: Man, um, uh, one thing I always do—I have to get a pin, some sort of Disney pin. That's like my tradition.
1: You're a pin person.
3: Yes, I. Oh I, I, my. Uh, so, <laughs> Right now I only have like two or three of them cuz you know obviously I just started going but um yes yeah, so I'm I'm starting a little pin collection for myself okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's oh, I'm excited. That's a that, that's our feature for your senior year. When when <laughs> the, like COVID's over and everything's booming, we'll do like a tour of the pin collection. Okay. Yeah, inside, we got to get the
0: photo. We got to get the photo with her, in the background yes. with all the pins <laughs> around. Yeah.
1: Uh okay, in piece of insight intel number 2 from uh, from Jeff. He said to ask you about your Shark Tank product that you presented to the team this summer. Oh my
3: gosh. Okay, so um, <laughs> In the summer, obviously, again, we couldn't be together. So we had a lot of Zoom calls. So Coach chef wanted to do a team bonding exercise over Zoom. So um, he had us do like a Shark Tank type of vibe. So we have to introduce or, yeah, basically invent a a product. My group was, I had two freshmen. I was working with Savannah and I was working with Danelle. And we came up with the InstaWave, basically It was like a microwave kind of deal. Also looked like an air fryer sort of thing. Um, And you put, just put one packet. It has whatever food you want. You put it in the InstaWave. Yeah. And then it's literally made in seconds. Doesn't matter. It could be a full turkey dinner. It could be just a a tuna sandwich. Anything you want. Okay. Ready in 20 seconds.
1: How much are you going to charge for that?
3: I believe we charged about 200 for that. Okay. And really what we were going to make our money on was all the food packets. Because those right. we, we make in packages or individual packets. So that's where the real money was going to be made.
1: Okay. All right. We're two for two on questions from Jeff. And I have one last question. He said to ask you about your wisdom tooth surgery.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my wisdom teeth pulled out this summer. Um, I had them pulled out my freshman year as well in August. So I, I got my two top ones done and I came back, I was fine, literally like perfect the next day, came here, just got my stitches out and everything was perfect. I also had to get my bottom ones out. So I did them this summer because I was like, you know, COVID, I'm going to be gone. This is the perfect time. So the surgery was supposed to be about an hour long, Okay. <laughs> I was there for five hours, (laughs) five hours. So I don't know how my dentist missed it because they took x-rays, but my wisdom tooth was wrapped around my jaw
1: to your jet. Right. Oh my God. So
3: honestly, I knew something was wrong as soon as I walked in and they didn't do the same routine that they did the first time. Instead, they gave me this like, pill that would kind of numb me but I was like I didn't do this last time you guys put the thing over my nose and I breathed in and counted down from 100 and it was gone by like 97 right. we didn't do that so I was a bit worried and then they were numbing me and then they put the mask on and then I had to take more pills so it was like the craziest and it's like I could feel it still so they're like pulling and I feel the pain in my jaw I'm like crying my eyes out in pain but they're still numbing me so there's needle 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 like it was the most bizarre like craziest thing especially because my first surgery went perfect like so smooth I was fine the next day after the surgery I was like bedridden for days I was vomiting I couldn't move like I felt so sick I I wasn't on zoom calls. so for about a week and a half I was not a part of the team zoom meetings anymore like I couldn't eat soup. I, I drank
1: water, literally
3: vomited it out. I'm sorry. This is oh so much, Jeff,
1: Jeff, this is not a good podcast story. I thought you <laughs> said I thought you said something <laughs> funny while you were I high or something. I thought you were obnoxious and made a, a joke that was off color or something. Jeff. Oh, no. okay, we're gonna say Jeff is two for three on suggested <laughs> podcast topics. Speak <laughs>
0: hey, speak for yourself, Mike. I'm on the edge of my seat over here. <laughs>
2: Uh, and you know what, I'm thinking like, if you've been through that ordeal, like a full court press is not going to phase you. Oh, to yeah, You know what like, I mean? You're finishing through contact every time. It's like, you, you, you can't do anything to me that my <laughs> dentist didn't already do. All right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Nothing can stop me at that point. <laughs> right.
0: High quality stuff as always, Justina. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. Best of luck the rest of the year. We'll be there to see it.
3: Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I have so much fun with you guys. So thank you.
0: We also want to shout out
2: our newest sponsor, Ocean Law Center. You can check out their ad on our website or visit OceanLawCenter.com. They are helping injured people and their families. Thank you to Ocean
0: Law Center for contributing to the coverage of Long Beach sports. We appreciate your support. We did it last week. Let's do it again because I won all of my bets. And I think you guys talked me into the right side of every game because I teased both days. Teased Saturday, teased Sunday. I actually pushed off the bottom of the pool this month. I've been spending the same money over and over and over again on my betting account. Same $100 for like the last year and a half. Up and down, up and down. I got to zero. I got to zero and I pushed off and we're back in the green. We're looking good. We've got momentum. We've got four games this week. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of teasing again. How did, how did we do last? week? the only, the only
1: one I remember really expressing an opinion on was that I thought the Rams were going to beat the Seahawks. Did we, did we, we we gave you good advice all around?
0: Uh, yes. Like I said, I teased both. So I picked the Rams, got more points, also picked the bills. And I think you took the Colts on the bills, Colts and the bills, uh, the bills were key to, uh, to winning that that trio on Saturday as well I don't know like I, why I like the teas so much during the playoffs but I just feel like I can pick the team that's going to look more competitive early and if the game's close and you teased it correctly you're gonna win like 90 times 99 times out of a 100 right you're just having
1: fun I will say it's a great weekend of football uh, I know we all there's games going on on Saturday uh, club football Long Beach State but for the most part I'm really looking forward to Saturday and Sunday planting myself in front of NFL football and then Monday with a terrific slate of NBA games for uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So uh, three days of sports uh, coming up. Very excited about to be able to kick back and, and have the TV on nonstop.
0: All right. So let's look at them. First game on Saturday. It's going to be the late slash early game. So not too early on Saturday. It is Rams at Packers. The pack in the cold. Are six and a half point favorites. I do believe that went down. I think people were taking the Rams at seven, just thinking that it was going to be a close game. Uh, how do you guys feel about this one?
1: I think the Packers are terrific. I, I really, I, the the Packers, I think, are my Super Bowl pick. Um, Mine as I think well. That yeah, I, I think that they're going to win this fairly comfortably. I think the question is just on whether or not um, the defensive front can put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I mean, you're looking at a Packers team where quite literally Aaron Rodgers has two more touchdowns than the punter has punt attempts on the season. Um, I I just think they're a special team. I'm a big believer in Matt LaFleur. We're obviously all rooting for Mercedes Lewis uh, to get to the NFC Championship game and have some success. Uh, that he has certainly deserved over his 15-year NFL career. So, no, I I would take the Packers minus a pretty big number.
2: Interesting. Um, No, I I was definitely impressed with the Rams. I thought they played a a terrific game um, against the Seahawks and have a great defense. But Aaron Donald is a little bit banged up. We don't – he says he feels okay and is going to play. But, I mean, of course you're going to say that in the playoffs. So, um, don't know what he's going to be. And then Jared Goff, if he's got three pins in his thumb and is going to freezing Lambeau Field – we saw he had issues gripping the ball.
1: Uh, it's it's the, it's the exact same thought on Aaron Donald for me. It's one thing to play injured. It's another thing to take broken ribs at the defensive line position to sub freezing temperatures. Right. And I, you know, I mean you'd be the toughest SOB in the world, but that is a, that's tough so to, to deal with.
2: I'm, I'm a little more bullish on the Rams than Mike is. So I don't necessarily think that they're going to get blown out. I think the defense is good enough to keep it close, um, but we'll have to wait and see. So I, yeah, it's interesting that the line moved down, but uh, I would say the Packers winning by a touchdown makes sense, but it might be closer. It might be one of those
0: 21-17 kind of games. You know, We'll just have to wait and see. I just think they gave them too much at the beginning, and that's when the line went down. That's a Vegas self-correct right there, I feel. Because once you get into the seven territory, you know, six and a half points and seven points, it's very, very different in the playoffs. Speaking of half points, the Bills are favorites at home, two and a half points, hosting the Ravens, coming off their quality win at Tennessee. Tough for the Ravens to go to two places like that. But again not all the fans are allowed inside so playoffs a little bit different this year in the nfl who do you guys think raven's bills
1: can i can i just ask first or i can look it up if you guys don't know is it was is it still looking like snow flurries on sunday night or saturday night for that game i believe that i think i believe
0: that it was snow flurries yesterday and today it's not today it's and now it's looking like oh now it's saying
1: 38 and sunny okay if it's 38 and sunny i'm gonna take the bills If it was snow flurries, I think I was going to go with the Ravens, but uh, I will – that's the game I'm most excited for this weekend that I think I have the least idea about what's going to happen, but I will let the weather make the decision for me and go with the Bills.
0: Very rare do you see the ESPN matchup predictor predict the underdog, but Baltimore is predicted to win on ESPN by 51%. Tyler, who are you thinking this one?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, I I still feel like they have a good chance to make it – to make it to the super bowl. I mean, they got a little bit of a wake up call from the Colts last week, but uh, I think at home they're good. I'm happy for Lamar Jackson that he got his playoff win. They can end that stupid storyline, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think the bills are solid and, and
0: only two and a half is a little surprising being at home. I agree. It is surprising. Not as surprising as how well the Ravens played last week, guys, Tennessee, a very good football team and the Ravens two or three plays go a different way. And they could have won that game by like 17 points. Real talk. Go back and watch the highlights. So with that in mind, me being that impressed with the Ravens, I want to be on the Ravens side of this game, and I agree. I also think it's going to be close. So with that in mind, if I were to tease the Packers and the Ravens, it would be the Packers at home in a pick 'em. basically. It would be a half point. So Packers to win at home, and then the Ravens to cover I feel real comfortable with the Ravens covering on the road.
1: I, 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 you know, I feel about the Bills the same way I did about the Rams last week. I just I feel like they're better than people think they are. Did personally. you watch much of and that I, game
0: against the Colts though? What of the
1: the Bills Colts the Bills
0: Colts game last fair, week? Fair, but I think
1: it? it's I think that when it's the first one, as we've certainly covered the story many times, when you're that's the first playoff win and blank. Sometimes it's just that like the engine's got a turnover. You know what I mean? Um, what an incredible segue to our next
0: game you could say you can say, you well, can say I, the I, same thing about Lamar Jackson getting his engine yes, turned for over sure. well, and,
1: but, and who's but let me say this who's not rooting for the bills and the Browns right now I mean you know what I mean I just like we got to experience the fun during the quarantine of the Lakers and Dodgers winning and it, it was the highlight of 2020 for me like I'm so happy for I've got friends who are who are Bills fans we obviously know the Batonio family very well. Uh, rooting for the Browns, but it's like, that's a nice thing. You haven't had success for your whole life and you get to win a playoff game against your rivals the way that the Browns did.
0: That was a pretty special night, but no rest for the weary Browns at chiefs, Kansas city, Congrats, Kansas city <laughs> laying a whopping 10 points. Not very often. Do you see the second weekend of NFL playoffs include a 10 point spread in one of these divisional games, but chiefs lay in 10, I think emotionally we are with the Browns. I think monetarily we were with the Chiefs. Do we all agree? Yes, but give me the points. Ooh. 10 points is a lot of points, baby.
1: I'm actually going to agree with that because I think the Chiefs have very much shown me some Shaq, Kobe, Lakers era vibes this year of we know we're going to win the Super Bowl we'll turn it on when we need to turn it on. And I would not be surprised if like the Steelers, they found themselves in a hole to the, uh, to the Browns end up winning, you know, possibly by seven where it's, uh, you know, but it could be one where it's like they're up by 14 and the Browns score a cover <laughs> with 20 seconds on the game. You know what I mean? Like I, but I would go with, I'll go with the Browns personally. Like I don't believe the chiefs are in the mode to come out and thump somebody by 21. The way I think that the Packers might be right now.
0: Yeah, that's a big teaser right there, too. So finally, Buccaneers at Saints. Old man versus old man QB game. The Saints three-point favorites at home in this one. I think this one is really a pick i uh, I could see it going either way in a variety of ways. I just don't think the Saints are that we're going to blow you out team that they used to be, but I still do think they have some of that Breeze, Thomas, Kamara magic left in the back. What about you guys?
2: Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think this line looks a lot like the uh, Notre Dame getting into the playoffs to me <laughs> where they're just like, Oh yeah, it's Tom Brady. Like it, it's gonna, you know, we always got a ride with Brady. Like, I, I don't know. I'm personally, I would, I think the Saints. I think the Saints will cover. I'm.
1: You're just. You're just. You're just. You're describing my exact mentality. So I can't really. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're just like.
2: And we're galaxy braining right where, where,
1: where it's just like I don't know. I I don't know that like there's just something about Tom Brady, man. That I I. This is at this point art for JJ and I are enti- and for Tyler even more so. But for JJ, it's our entire adult life. Like that first Super Bowl was our senior year of high school. <laughs> So it's been the second half of my life that the dude has just been like, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't bet against him in the playoffs. And I, I don't know. I think I, I think I feel similarly. Uh, But I I also haven't watched a lot of these two teams. I feel like I know more about the other teams. I'm excited for the game and I'd probably lean bucks, but purely from an emotional perspective, I, I don't have any real data to back that up.
0: Yeah. Nobody talks about how talented Tom Brady is. Everybody talks about the awards and the yards and all that stuff. I saw a video the other day. Remember the uh, ESPN quarterback challenge that they used to do before the pro bowl. And they play it like over and over and over again during the summer. It was the The best. best. So he did like a QB challenge thing. I saw it on Twitter or something where the guy was driving a cart across and they had a big pad in the back and he had to hit the pad. Dink, dink, dink three times across the end zone. And I'm like, you know, we just don't talk enough about how Tom Brady, just a really talented dude as well. Like coaches, systems, good teams, smart guy, good leader, blah, blah, blah. Also very talented. Let me,
1: let me, let me, let me throw this out there. And I think I said something similar last week, whether you like or hate LeBron. And I happen to really like him, whether you like or hate Brady, I happen to not like him, you know, particularly I've never rooted for him. You just have to appreciate when you get games that like have figures that you care about in them, because, you know, the casual, like, can I get my son interested in a, in a, a Bills Ravens playoff game? I don't know. Like Lamar is interesting to me, but like Brady breeze, we got Brady Manning for so long. It's just nice to have these figures that you're invested in, whether it's negatively or positively. And I would further say that I genuinely super respect Tom Brady because the dude is 43 I'm 36. I fell down on the concrete while playing with my kid last week and my knee literally was like locked up for four days afterwards. <laughs> I don't understand how at 43 years old, whether it's the nano bubbles or, wh- or the crystals whatever it is, I don't understand how you're playing NFL games at 43 years old and still functioning as a human being. I really don't get that.
2: PRP injections, baby. They got, they got the special medicine and all that. <laughs>
0: right. On the record, emotionally, I got to be on the Browns' side in that Chiefs game. So I'm going to tease that to bring that down to Chiefs laying three points. I feel like taking the Chiefs at home three points, I would pretty much take that against anybody left in these playoffs. And then the Saints, like I said, I still think they got a little magic left in the bag, but that's going to be a close game. So I'm going to tease that the other way so that I've got Saints plus four at home chiefs laying three at home for my sunday teaser and then i might just tease the whole weekend and throw all four in there i don't know i'm feeling hot guys the dice are hot in my hands right now how are you feeling this is how you keep fluctuating (laughs) i was i was i was was about to say nothing inspires more confidence than one of my friends who's gambling
1: saying they feel hot right now uh but do me do me a favor friday night or saturday morning Text us your picks with the, with the lines that you tease so that I know what I'm uh, – so I have an extra thing to root for. Because I, I feel like it's been maybe since the playoffs last year that I had almost two full days to just sit down and watch football. Uh, and I'm excited about all four of these games. I'm really, really looking forward to doing that. I've, I've notified the family. If you want to hang out with me this weekend, we're watching football. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I'm ready to go. Well, and who doesn't love at the end of a
2: playoff game when you clearly know who's going to win, but you have a ticket-swinging field goal or touchdown –
1: like, give me something we, else. You know, what I, mean? I think we're I'll gonna get. I think we're guy. gonna get that. I think. I think that Browns Chiefs game. I think we might. Well, get that. we shall really see, will.
0: and you can come back next week so that we can uh, revel in our glory or curse the name of some NFL kicker who goes double doink. On the, on the uprights and it's not the chargers cody Park- hey. Cody
1: Parkey's on the roster cody parky is of the double doink is on the browns roster so we'll see it could happen jj hang with <laughs>
0: us another great episode of what up long beach is in the books thank you so much to our guest justina king for joining us thank you to everybody at the 562.org and long beach post for doing what they do so that we can get content like this to you long beach stay safe out there everybody we'll see you soon